Welcome to Uplift Lifestyle Podcast, where we discuss all things holistic health and wellness from an open, integrative, and non judgmental perspective, combining evidence based and spiritual practices to help you live your best life. Hello everybody, my name is Haley Bowler-Cook. I am your host of Uplift Lifestyle Podcast. I am so excited about a ton of things, specifically our guest today, Dr. Heather Robinson, who I will be interviewing. I cannot wait to have this in-depth holistic health discussion with a naturopathic doctor who I admire. And on top of that, before we get into this interview, I'm excited to say that today's episode is sponsored by Heavenly Dates. Heavenly Dates are all-natural, gluten-free, non-GMO, clean product protein bars, and they are delicious. They come in the most beautiful packages, the most incredible flavors, and I tell you, the founder and the creator of Heavenly Dates is so passionate about flavor and food and quality, and you can tell in the product. So today's episode is sponsored by Heavenly Dates, and that means if you're listening to this episode, you can head to Heavenly Dates and order whichever type of flavors you're interested in using our discount code UPLIFT10. That's Uplift 10 for 10% off at Heavenly Dates. Now, without further ado, let me introduce today's guest, Dr. Heather Robinson. Dr. Heather Robinson is a naturopathic doctor in Ontario who has a passion for helping women understand and conquer their stress, overwhelm, and their hormones so they can still be driven and ambitious while being happy and healthy. She has created and founded Village Naturopathy, which is your online hub for reliable and holistic care for all things stress and women's health. Village Naturopathy is a virtual clinic that connects you with the right practitioners to get to the bottom of your chronic stress while taking into account you as a woman. Village Naturopathy utilizes a system, the Holistic Stress Solution, designed by Dr. Heather Robinson to help support long-term success while individualizing your care. Safe to say, I am so beyond excited to have this conversation with Dr. Heather Robinson and share these insights with you. Here is my chat with Heather. Okay, I'm sitting here with Heather. I am so excited. Heather, how are you doing today? I'm doing so well. I'm really, really excited to be chatting with you today, Haley, and thank you so much for inviting me on. I I feel really, really honored that you even thought of me, so I, I really appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm beyond, beyond blessed to have your expertise here. And from the short times that I've chatted with you previously, I just feel really good about this collaboration. So thank you. Oh, and it's 1111. This is like the best. The signs are, it's meant to be. So as I described in the bio, Dr. Heather Robinson is a naturopath, but for some of our listeners, they may not really understand what that means to be a naturopathic doctor. Can you just give our listeners a little insight as to what a naturopath is and what you do? 
Absolutely. So I, I actually love, this will never get old, explaining what a naturopath is because I've just, I so deeply believe in the philosophy of naturopathic medicine and I think really that's what it comes down to. I think a lot of the time people think about naturopathic medicine and they think, oh, well, you know, it's, it's sort of natural treatments. We're just approaching things naturally and absolutely that that is the way we sort of treat. But in terms of assessment and understanding it's also quite different than our typical sort of western medical model too so i think of it more as like what's the naturopathic philosophy that really explains what it is and that is getting down to the root cause right Mm. We're, we're trying to figure out not just okay what can we give you to make your symptoms go away but why are your symptoms there to begin with um so we do a lot of investigation and you know that can look like a lot of different ways which i'm sure we'll go over today um but really we're trying to understand what makes you you why are you experiencing what you're experiencing and then once we have an understanding of why that's going on then we can use different modalities like botanical medicine and supplementation and diet and lifestyle and acupuncture to help kind of rectify that concern. Oh, I love that. And I appreciate that explanation because I thought I had an understanding, but you've added a couple of things in there that I think we're missing from my frame of understanding. So thank you. And I'm sure our listeners appreciate that explanation. So my next question for you, Heather, is can you describe, you're the creator of the Holistic Stress Solution. Can you describe this to our listeners and to me? Totally. So um, about three years out of school um, practicing, and I, I noticed when I was in practice for my first year, I was coming up against the same sort of concerns not only that people were coming to see me for, but my concerns as to um, how to help people actually change their health in a very real foundational way. And I think one of those things in terms of changing health behaviors is consistency and accountability, mm. which with it can be tough, right? Like you can't, most people can't afford to come see a naturopath every week for three months. That yeah. doesn't sense for anybody and also just like not a good use of time right Mm -hmm. so I wanted to create something um first and foremost that would create a system for people to follow people do really really well with systems where they're told kind of here's what to do how to do it and I'm going to check in um and here's an accountability system to help Mm. so I wanted to create something that had that the other thing that I was just seeing coming in over and over again was stress whether that was somebody's primary concern or something that was like the root cause of their concern like I mentioned before um and so when I'm thinking about root cause on a more global scale I saw stress as being the root cause of a lot Mm -hmm. people whether that's hormonal if that's mental health so looking at anxiety and depression um that can be digestive there's so many different areas stress comes into play and I just thought you know particularly for women they take on a br- the brunt of it I find yeah uh, they really they take on a lot of responsibility in the home and you know whether you know you have kids or you're at work or whatever it is there's there's just a lot of generalized stress and pressure and so I wanted to be able to address that in a very foundational way that one provided you with sort of tools and systems to go through and that accountability piece so we don't have to check in every week but you already have a system that kind of does that for you 
So it's a 12-week course. We go through the foundations that need to be tackled in order to be able to cope with stress better on a day-to-day. Mm. Um, and uh, and then we have a couple other fun things that are a part of that, which we can get into a little bit later on. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I love that. And I, I totally, as a personal trainer and lifestyle coach, I totally understand what you said there about the accountability and the realistic mm-hmm. aspect that, of course, I have clients that see me twice a week, but not everyone can afford that or has the time or energy for that. So for you to create this solution for them to take this into their own hands and have that autonomy over their health, I think is so powerful. Yeah, thank you. And I'm sure, like, from your perspective as as a personal trainer and coach, like, you can probably attest to the fact, you know, consistency is so key. So, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. sure you kind of, you understand that piece to it really well. Absolutely. Yeah, there's no way I'm going to just give my clients the exercise and they'd be like, okay, see you next week and not talk about what they can do in between to maintain their wellness holistically. So I totally get it. And yeah, absolutely love that. Very aligned with that. I want to look more into it and I'm sure we'll share more about it. And of course, at the end of the episode, just in case you're wondering listeners, you're going to find out where to find out more about Dr. Heather Robinson, where you can reach out to her and possibly get her support on a more individual level as well. So we're going to move right along. So this next question is basically all about you. I want to hear about yourself, how you began this journey, and and then go into a little bit of your values and your core truths that that really have aligned you with this with this passion and this project of life that you're in. Mhm. So I like probably many people in the healthcare field, you you kind of draw from your own experience and that's why you're motivated to do what you do. Um, that, that seems to be really common anyway from people I've spoken to. So uh, when I was probably about mm, 16, my mom made me go to a naturopath. Like, I didn't know what it was. I thought it was kind of crazy. Mm. And uh, I've been struggling with acne for three or four years at that point. Mm. And nothing was really doing it. Like, I'd gone to see a dermatologist and my doctor and tried all of the topicals. And it just, it wasn't nothing was working and I was getting really frustrated. So she brought me to this naturopath and it was just such an incredible experience in that I sat down and somebody asked me questions and listened to me for over an hour, which was such a foreign concept in seeking medical attention at that point in my life. I was like, wait, like what? We're having a conversation here. That's, that's blowing my mind. So apart from just being, you know, treated for acne and and that whole side of things, just having somebody to listen to your concerns and to help you reflect and to ask you questions is so therapeutic in and of itself. So right off the bat, I was told, I was like, love this. Great. She shed light on some of the maybe more, um, the bigger issues that might be going on. So being mainly stressed because I was a super stressed out teen so she kind of started, um, yeah, she just was like, well, we need to look at kind of your stress situation right now. We need to look a little bit about nutrition, that sort of thing. So, yes, it was great to be able to be treated for acne, but really I just loved that therapeutic relationship and somebody I could go to and trust and listen to me. 100%. It's so true, especially at that age. And 
And so many people, I hear this recurringly, and I'm sure you do too, they go to a professional for help and they don't even get an opportunity to speak. And that's so disheartening and and doesn't really feel supportive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I got to uh, undergrad, I did my undergrad in psychology, which kind of fostered my love again for like stress and understanding what's happening mentally and how that impacts the body. So that mind-body connection. Um, and I just went back and forth and eventually I was like, you know what? I keep coming back to natural supplements. I'm just going to do it. So I did it and I have absolutely no regrets about that. I'm, I'm so, so happy that I, I ended up pursuing that as a career and, and, and that is a passion of mine. I feel very fortunate that what I do is completely intertwined with my passion in life. I know that not a lot of people get to experience that. So I feel, I feel very blessed that I do, um, but yeah, so that's kind of how all of this came to be. Um, and then in terms of sort of, I think it was core values and truth. Yeah, you thank you for sharing your journey. But yeah, what about some core values and truth? And I, and I know this can um, change and it goes with the seasons, but I find it really valuable to to learn these things about people who I admire and people in this profession. So what's a core value for you and then some truths you like to live by? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, So I think core values, like for me, empowering patients. So I, you know, I've done, I've done all of this training. I I by no means know everything, right? And nobody does. um, But I've done a lot of work to try and know as much as I can. But I think there's some basic things that every single person person should know as just basic information that we're not really taught, like mm. talking about nutrition and lifestyle and how stress impacts your health. So really going into empowering patients with knowledge so that they can then go apply that in their own lives. You know, it's kind of like a teach a man to fish sort of yes. analogy, I guess. Yeah. I don't want you to have to come to see a naturopath every time something comes up you're welcome to but I would love to be able to equip you with the knowledge so you're like ah okay I know what that is and I know what I can do about it I love um, it maybe that's like that's that's true healthcare to me so that's definitely uh, a core core value and I've tried to really intertwine that into everything I've done including like the holistic stress solution mm. um, and yeah, I think the truth that I live by, I, I mean, that's definitely part of it. I would love to be able to make healthcare much more accessible in a sense because I know I, I, you know, I'm realistic and know that naturopathic medicine isn't necessarily completely accessible to everybody, mm-hmm. and I would love to be able to find a way to make that, you know, just more accessible to the entire public so that everybody can benefit from what it has to offer. Um, so, you know, just continuing to really um, understand how we can bring this into sort of mainstream healthcare in a way that we still respect and honor what natural medicine is, but can also make it available for people. Um, so that's probably one of one of the truths that I just, I, I continually come back to when, in what I'm doing. Um, so that we can see, you know, like a, a big shift in global wellness. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. I really, really resonate with that. And it makes my heart so happy to know that there are people in healthcare, in naturopathic healthcare, of course, and in all versions of healthcare that 
they want to give their patients autonomy. So it's not a business. It's actually we're here to help you get healthy. And giving your clients or your patients those tools is so important. And yeah, it just probably makes people, it makes me at least want to just go see you more, even though you're saying you don't need to come see me. It's like, no, I want to see you because I love this. It's so authentic and it's so appreciated. Yeah. So, so to jump into our next question, um, I always like asking people who I interview this, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, you know, that maybe goes beyond what meets the eye or maybe your clients don't really know this about you or just kind of like something interesting about yourself that may surprise our listeners. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I, I feel like I get asked this question a lot just by even, you know, friends or whatever and it's funny because I'm like I'm pretty like I'm pretty full-on in the naturopathic medicine and just and it really does seep into every aspect of my life um I think television definitely not a part of that um I think I've mentioned that to you before like I love garbage tv so that's oh kind I of love surprising. it <laughs> um reality television British reality television to be very specific um yeah it's just it's a it lets my brain just like completely turn off you do not have to think at all you don't have to get emotionally involved you can just watch it and be entertained and that's great so that's something that I definitely um maybe doesn't come to mind when people think about me or, or naturopathic medicine um but I like in my spare time I guess I love being outside um we lived in Kitchener for a while and we had the opportunity to be really close to the Grand River and tons of trails and I just like it makes my heart light up just going out and exploring and whether that's on a bike or walking or running or walking a dog or whatever um just being outside in nature like it's it's so deeply therapeutic and Mm -hmm. I really try you know if if patients or um or friends or whomever you know they're having a tough time like I go go outside it seems so simple yeah and it is it's simple but it's not easy right and there's a difference between the two Mm. to to get up and go outside but once you're out there like it's it's just so good for the soul 100 Um, percent yeah really really feel fills me up Yeah, I saw your one post and it was like, so it's such simple tips. And I say this exactly the same things to my followers and to clients is just step outside. And you're so right. It's not easy. It's a simple concept, but it's not easy to pull yourself out of your reality and the moment that you're in. But it's so it's a guaranteed therapeutic behavior to just step outside and let the sun be on your face and just enjoy being healed by the abundant and unlike unconditional love that nature gives to us it's just so so lovely so thank you for sharing those I think that's funny about the British reality tv but everyone needs an outlet like you can't always be healthy so to speak all the time right yeah totally I would I mean I would say I'd highly recommend it but um (laughs) if you're not already hooked on it I wouldn't go say like yeah that's a great great health behavior that you want (laughs) to implement it is it's a fun it's a fun outlet Totally. Totally. Okay. So my next question, which kind of spins off what we've talked a little bit about is what's exciting you the most these days? Is it a topic of research, some personal development? Like what is specifically expansive to you right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, so there's kind of two, I guess. I mean, there's one 
topic. Um, I don't know. If, have you heard of heart math before? No, I don't think so. So it's very Googleable. It'll come right up. It's, they have tons and tons and tons of research. But essentially, um, I'm, I'm doing a certification in heart math right now, um, which helps us to gain coherence between our, what our brain's doing and what our heart's doing. Oh, did, did you say heart, heart map? Math, like um, the subject everybody hates in school. Oh, heart um, math. Okay, math. Uh-huh. M-A-T-H. Okay, sorry, yeah. sorry. Keep going. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it's, it's really it's really neat. I'd highly recommend just checking it out on Google. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's looking at how what our heart is doing is influencing what our, our brain is doing. So there's a whole nerve, full nervous system within the heart that can, you know, um, contribute to how we're feeling uh, on an energetic level. So, you know, how is what our heart patterns are doing? How is that influencing how we're thinking? Mm. Um, which there's so much power in that. And how do we sort of regulate what our heart's doing? Mainly through breath. Now, I find personally meditation has always been kind of a tough subject for me as a sort of tends to be naturally anxious person. I find it kind of anxiety provoking, a little bit overwhelming to just trying to sit down and like quiet your mind yeah it's a bit tough for me anyway and I find that with my more anxious patients that can also be a bit of a struggle so yeah I really because it gives you really concrete tools to use to be able to help regulate that without just sitting in silence and trying to quiet your mind okay yeah I do I totally know what you mean I'm a huge advocate for meditation but it doesn't click with all my clients and and when I experience anxiety, I have very much a difficult time, you know, trying to meditate. It just seems so far-fetched. Um, but can you can you give us an example, Heather, of, like, how you can regulate the heart if it's not through quieting the mind through breath? Is there another technique? Well, I'm not there yet. I'm still going through it. But <laughs> one, of the, one of the techniques that I really like that, you know, it's just a little bit slightly different. And for some reason, for me... I just find it so much more helpful than any other ones I've heard. It's heart-focused breathing or heart-centered breathing. Mm, So when you're breathing, just focusing, like bringing your mind down to your chest where your heart is. And as you're breathing, you're continually focusing on that space. And they've done a ton of research behind this. Um, And they they find that there is actually a difference in brain waves activity that's more supportive for um just sort of like a calmer nervous system um when you're doing heart-centered or heart-focused breathing so Mm. it's just something else to focus on that's not okay I'm just going to focus on my breath or focus on quieting my mind like I'm getting to focus on a very physical place in my body and for whatever reason they've found that that really does kind of elevate the um, efficacy of of breath work Oh, I love that. It makes total sense. And it's it's interesting to hear, you know, all these concepts, they tend to overlap and to share similar values, but it's oftentimes the, the ways they're described that can resonate or not with, with people. And I think what you're sharing about this heart centered breathing is so valuable. And I love that as you were speaking, I was trying to do some heart centered breathing just, right. uh, just yeah. in the moment. <laughs> it's so good. Totally. Oh, I love totally. that. I think so. That's so true. Like, it, you can hear something a thousand different times, 
and then that, you know, 1001, it just clicks with you for whatever reason. And for me, I guess that's what that was. And I think for a lot of people it can be, but you're so right. Like you just, you just need to hear it a certain way or hear it, hear it um, kind of just spun in a different direction and then it might click for you. 100%. And we could literally go off on that because I'm sure you experience that day to day as I do with clients. Sometimes it's what works for someone doesn't work for the next person and everyone has their different ways of learning and of being motivated, etc. So yeah, it's it's so interesting. And I really am excited to hear, I'm excited to research HeartMath and I'm excited to hear more about it from you. We'll have to do another podcast when you when you yeah. do that certification and when you feel, you know, sort of like an expert on it and it would be it just sounds so neat. So I'm pumped about that. So thank you for sharing that with us. Um My pleasure. We're gonna move on to the next question. So this one's tough and <laughs> I know it's always hard to answer, but my question is what are the most common questions patients come to you with? And well, let's just start there and then we'll get into how you respond. Totally. So, I mean, because, like, I see a lot of patients, obviously, I focus on women in stress. Like, that's kind of my um, focus, I suppose, Mm -hmm. um, or my special interest. Um, So, I get a lot of questions around, you know, how do I help my stress? But very, more generally, over the past three years, what comes up uh, the most are questions around food. So, like, what is and I'm using air quotes, good food and bad food and, you know, when should I eat and how should I eat and what should I eat, like, everything. Mm-hmm. And I complete, I think I, because of the of naturopathic training and how much I've immersed myself in that world and I've done my own work on relationships with food, I find the information quite intuitive at this point but I forget that that is not the case for most people. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we we're told that, you know, don't trust your body. Don't listen to what your body wants. We're told that mm-hmm. often by yep. media, by even the medical profession. And it, it really bumps me out that we've lost that connection with understanding food and how it, how it affects our bodies. So that's definitely... Yeah, that's definitely the question I get asked most often is around food, for sure. It makes sense. And I feel like I even get that all the time. And I've taken, like, three nutrition courses. I'm still certified to educate, and I do my own research on top of that. But it is Mm -hmm. such a common question because there's so much misleading information out there. And ultimately, it comes down to individualization. And what you said there, you nailed it on the head, intuitive eating. Like, your body knows what it wants, and, and it's hard to come to a place of that relationship where you can begin to trust yourself and your body and your hunger and your satiety cues yet again. So I think that's a really, a really common question. I'm sure a lot of people listening are saying, Oh, I hope are thinking, Oh, I hope she says something about what foods I should eat and what foods I shouldn't eat. Cause people love that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm guessing you probably would never say that to someone. Yeah. It's, um, it's, I mean, cause everybody's so different, right? Like each person has a massively different chemistry, like hormonal chemical profile, um, different, different sort of, so to speak diets will, um, work with people differently. There is no one size fits all. It, it does need to be individualized. And so it can be really helpful working with a practitioner 
in whatever capacity that is to help understand, okay, how can we figure out what, what's right for you? And then we can start your journey there and then develop that relationship so you can understand, you know, what makes you feel good and what doesn't. And I also know that there's a lot of like weird energy around food, particularly with women. Mm -hmm. Um, and that can really kind of muddle that intuitive, uh, capacity around food. If there's been any kind of eating disorders, like that's, that's a whole other realm too, where intuitive eating doesn't, can't, can't apply the same way. Right. And so we yeah. have to take that too. Um, but I would, you know, I have conversations around food every single time I talk to somebody, whether the first, second, third, fourth, 10th appointment, yeah. <laughs> we're always going to be chatting a little bit around food and nutrition. Yes. Even if that's counsel like hey get, like be easier on yourself yeah look um, totally yeah okay yeah. love that love that so that's kind of makes me want to just jump ahead to another question that I had here that I want to ask you and then we'll kind of backtrack mm-hmm. but my next question are in is sorry in your professional opinion and everything you've studied and learned and based on research etc um when we talk a lot about how different foods can affect our physiology Can you give us some information on that, um, on top of what you shared about intuitive eating, but so that our listeners can have, can make more mindful choices that feel, that allow them to feel balanced, allow them to feel free, but are choosing foods that support their hormones, their physiology and their metabolism at large. Totally. It's such, it's such a good question. Such a huge topic. And I'm, I'm so passionate about it. So I'm glad, glad you asked. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, again, like I mentioned, it, it is individual. So, you know, for example, somebody comes in with, we can have two different people um, coming in both with similar symptoms. So either lack of periods or regular periods, um, maybe some hair loss, some acne, some unwanted hair growth on the face. Um, but they can have two very different underlying chemical processes going on. You know, one person might have sort of insulin resistance look more like PCOS mm-hmm. in that case we definitely want to be um managing macronutrients a lot more tightly so we'd want to make sure that there's tons of protein tons of fat tons of fiber mm. and we want to just incorporate gentle carbohydrates at certain times of the day in order to help support blood sugar because that influences hormones so directly Totally. So if someone has dysregulated blood sugar, um, you know, things like feeling kind of hangry, getting lightheaded, dizzy, maybe low energy, those sorts of things, getting your insulin and your fasting insulin and fasting glucose tested can be super duper helpful because if there is some element of insulin resistance that has happened just because of diet and chemistry, your your own chemistry, that can really drive certain hormonal patterns particularly in the androgenic direction. So looking at more like increased testosterone or testosterone metabolite. Mm, absolutely. So in that, yeah. So in that sense, you know, if, if there's a diet that's really high in sort of like sugary processed, um, refined carbohydrate foods, um, that can really drive the incidence of acne, hair loss, um, you know, resistant weight gain, that kind of thing. Um, but we need to know the lab to know that that's what it is, right? Totally. So well, individualization can be really helpful, but that's one way that certain foods can affect our physiology and hormones. Um, mm. But then on the other end of the spectrum, somebody might be having similar symptoms, 
but just have a really low hormone load because they came off of the pill. And in that case, we'd want to make sure you're definitely eating enough carbs, you're definitely eating enough calories in order to be able to support the production of estrogen progesterone. Mm. So you're able to get a period that's regular and we can boost estrogen, so maybe you're not getting um, the hair falling out or the acne flare-up. So food so can so easily um, direct where our hormones are going, and it just depends on where, where you're at, essentially, like your hormonal predisposition. Yeah. Oh, I love what you shared. And I and everything, those examples or those instances, they're so relatable. And even just with friends that I talk to, with family, with clients, like I feel like you touched on two major um, sides of the coin that are so common and just just to understand and the I have so much admiration and respect for what you do, Heather, because you are really narrowing it down to women's health and the overlooking that women experience oftentimes mm-hmm. in in um, medicine is heartbreaking. So I'm really grateful that you're touching on, you know, you mentioned the periods and, and, and the estrogen and all these experiences that oftentimes get overlooked. So thank you f- so much for touching on that. Well, we're not men and we, we are told to eat like men and it makes me really angry. So we want to talk about that on a different day. I can go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to have a couple more episodes together because there's just so yeah. much goodness to to share. And and as much as I love just talking about it, like you and I could go for a tea or a coffee and talk about it, but it's so important that our listeners and, and as many people as possible gain that autonomy and learn, right? Mm-hmm. So they can take their health into their own hands. And that's exactly why we're here on this podcast, to make it accessible. And then if people want to dive deeper, they can and they will. And I hope that they do. Absolutely. Yeah. So I I next want to chat about um, this. I, I don't know that you coined this term, but something you've talked about in a couple posts um, and something that like I read it and I was like, oh, my God, this is me. <laughs> so I want to hear about toxic productivity and just share with our listeners a little bit about that and um, your tips for stress management and prevention and anything that may support somebody experiencing that. Yeah, so I don't know. I honestly don't know how that term came up. I think it may have come up on one of the holistic stress solution calls. We we have weekly um, calls just chat with whoever's in the in the course um and I think that's when it came up but anyway essentially what I'm referring to is the because I work a lot with women who are particularly stressed out anxious overwhelmed um and are very sort of driven ambitious career oriented mm-hmm. and so what I see coming up a lot is this stress from essentially burnout from just doing, 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 doing all the time, right? Yeah. That, that's not what we're designed to do. That's not our only value. And what I saw kind of coming up over and over again is people were feeling like they're, and I and I am also very much um, sort of guilty of this, of deriving value just from output or productivity. Yep. <laughs> and like what we have to continually remind ourselves and have conversations with friends and, you know, remind our loved ones that that, that's not your purpose in life is not your output or your productivity at work, right? Your purpose in life is just you being alive. You're there. And that's good enough. And we can see, or I, I tend to see 
people, including myself, which I just have to be cautious of, doing for the sake of doing because that's just the habit they've gotten into. That's that's their autopilot. That's just how that's how we operate. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, like, oh, I can just do this extra email. Oh, I have like five minutes, so I can do this thing. I'm just gonna, you know, clean the kitchen. I'm just gonna. I'm going to keep doing until the moment I go to bed and then I can't fall asleep. And, you know, we see that whole cycle happen. So it's about looking very critically at what you do throughout the day on a daily basis and ask yourself, am I doing for the sake of doing, am I doing to prove something to other people or to myself about my work and where can I pull back a little bit? Because mm. it's not sustainable. It's not okay. And like that's a that's a North American issue. Yes. In terms of that situation. Yes. Oh my gosh. I literally I'm sitting I sitting here, closed my eyes and just like was yeah. like, I'm just gonna accept this as like a one on one counseling because I need <laughs> this talk so much and you're so right. Everything you shared and I really love what you said about doing an output and productivity isn't why we're here. Like that's, that's literally, again, I, it's something I know, but the way you said that just really resonated with me. So thank you. And I'm sure I'm not alone. I'm sure some of the listeners are like, wow, I needed that talk. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Dr. Robinson. We needed this. (laughs) So good. I hope it helps. I hope it helps somebody because it's a message I wish I'd I probably had heard a lot. Like, my parents were like, Heather, just chill out. And I was like, no. Um, so I did hear it. But, you know, it takes enough time. <laughs> enough time. And then it, it'll sink in. So if you need to just rewind and hear that one part over and over again. Yeah. Do it. It's honestly, ugh, yeah. It's helpful. We need to all collectively chill out. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I 100% agree. And I love this reminder because I daily am trying to, I talk a lot about masculine and feminine energy too, from an energy space. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to tap into my feminine energy and I'm talking about it so much so that I remind myself to do it. So again, this was super helpful. I appreciate that. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that works. It's, it's so, so in line and in tune and you know, it's, it's, two sides of the same coin just a different terminology essentially for for what I was chatting about so that sort of accessing and tapping into the feminine energy I love it mm-hmm. oh again we need to have like five more podcasts minimum just to dive into all this goodness <laughs> I love it. I know. There's so much to cover. I know. So let's kind of jump ahead. We're going to kind of wrap things up slightly, but I really find it valuable. Um, and you've touched on a couple of things already, but can you share with our listeners what you do for self-care, what you do for self-love, and some of your wellness routines? And even if they're just individual to you, you can share that. But it's always nice to hear what people do, um, and it may support them. So let's hear a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, I, I, this is the story of my life. It, it, it's individual. So for me, uh, I, I say no a lot. Mm. Um, if I don't think I have the capacity energetically to do something, I, I don't do it. Um, I, I'm an introvert, so I, I need I like I need a lot of time to sort of recharge and refuel and just have time like really by myself. And, uh, and I know that, so I think understanding that is really important. Like if you're an extrovert and you need 
social time to refuel. You, you might be feeling depleted because of, of COVID. So self-care might be, you know, going for a socially distant picnic or picking up the phone and chatting with a friend. Or if you're an introvert, it might be, um, you know, reading a book or just watching a show that you really like by yourself and just having that downtime. So for me, it's really just taking quiet time by myself. Um, I think also, like I mentioned before, just accessing nature mm. is so big. Like I didn't even realize how big it was. We moved to Kitchener sort of because of life circumstance, not necessarily because that was our plan, but it's funny just how everything kind of happened for a reason because I learned how much nature actually does support me mm-hmm. and my happiness and wellness and, and I know, I know when I've gone too long without kind of going outside, yeah. um, I can, I can feel that. So that's definitely something that I do as well. Um, but moving my body, um, you know, these kinds of things, I know some people will do like skincare routines or they'll have like a morning routine. I'm not so routine oriented. Me, I find for me, it's just listening to what my body's asking me for and trying to tap into that and then actually doing it instead of shoving it down and being like, oh, I'll do that after I do these seven other things that I feel like are necessary. Kind of going back to that toxic productivity concept. Yeah. Um, Just listening to when my body's like, hey, like change what you're doing. (laughs) It's not working. So that is such a big form of self-care, I find, and, and, you know, scheduling it in not not waiting for it to happen just like mm-hmm. hey I'm, I'm making time for this it's as important as my email time or as important as my you know my meetings or whatever um it's it, you have to make it a priority yes oh I love I love I love and you know it's so fun when I ask this question because you always think everyone's just gonna say the same thing and it's so not yeah. the case everyone does have their own little twist on how they take care of themselves. And I think that it's so important as healthcare practitioners or people in our industry to, to, to remind themselves that they too need to take the advice that they're giving and giving and giving. It's like, no, 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 I need my self care. I need my self love. And I like what you said about it. Not so much being a routine. And I think that that has so much value in just, like you said, listening to what your body needs and not being afraid to change it up and mix up that routine because you're doing what your body needs in that moment. And that's really all we can ever ask for. Absolutely. Yeah, you, you said it exactly right. <laughs> so before we kind of say goodbye, um, what are your final tips? Because not everyone, although I think a lot of people are going to want to book an appointment with you or jump in the 12-week program with you after this. I know I sure do. But what are your tips for for our listeners, just some lasting one or two tips that you would just give to them um, to support their healthiest life. Yeah, I, uh, it's such a, it's such a good question and I I hope I do it justice, but I, I think listening to your body and I know that's not, that can be foreign to people like that. Well, no, we're not taught how to do that. Mm. So Unless you've done a lot of work to do it, it it takes a bit of time and that's okay, right? So it's just a process of checking and being like, how does that make me feel? That is the first step, right? Yeah. Um, Moving your body doesn't need to be an intense, you know, hour-long hit. It can be going for a walk around the block, just anything. Like our bodies are made to just move. Yeah. And 
you know, a walk is a beautiful thing. Um, nourishing yourself, like, with food, um, with people, just just doing things that you know make you feel good and having a little bit of, you know, grace with yourself. So being easy, like, if you're not doing something perfectly, whatever that means, it, are you doing it at all? That's great, you know, just give yourself a, a little bit of a break. Um, it's not about perfection. It's about just consistency and, and um, doing things the best you can. So, you know, obviously we all need to eat more vegetables and sleep more and drink more water and like all of those kinds of things, but just doing it with any kind of consistency, not perfectly, and just being easy on yourself in the process. Um, those are my, my big tips, I guess. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love that last one. Just not about perfection, but about the consistency and progress and, I think that's so important and so valuable. So thank you for sharing that. That meant a lot to me and I'm sure it really spoke to our listeners as well. I, I really, I really hope so. I, I, your questions honestly are so good and, and kind of, they, they make me think too. Like it's not just, Oh, here's an answer that, you know, I can just kind of rhyme off. Like they're very, they're very insightful. So I appreciate like the very reflective questions um, that you've, you've had as well. Oh, thank you, Heather. Thank you. And before we say goodbye, can you share with our listeners where they can find out more about what you do, what you offer, and just a little more about you, maybe a website or Instagram or Facebook or anything like that. And I'll include it in the show notes as well. Absolutely. So Instagram is where I kind of update most frequently. Like I'm not I don't necessarily go on stories every day or anything, but I'll post a couple times a week. So the handle's at Village Naturopathy. Um, my website, www.villagenaturopathy.com. Um, there's also a mailing list on my website. So I'll send like tips and things like that throughout the week. Um, and so those are probably the best places to, to kind of reach out and, you know, feel free to DM me or email me or whatever. Like if you have questions, I'm, you know, I, I'm here for you guys. So, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. You are wonderful. And I have been just soaking up all your wisdom. This has been a beautiful conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, honestly, my pleasure. Like it's flown by. Um, it's so, it's so amazing talking to you and just, you know, being on the same wavelength as it's a wonderful. So thank you again for inviting me. I really, I really appreciate it. Wow. 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 I am obsessed with today's interview. I hope today's interview spoke to you. I'm sure it left you with so many insights and goodies to take with you. I want to thank Heavenly Dates again for sponsoring today's episode. And to remind you, we talked about healthy nourishing foods, these Heavenly Dates protein bars are so delicious and equally so healthy, good for you, good for the environment, sustainable and nourishing. So head to heavenlydates.com, use our discount code UPLIFT10 for 10% off your order. You will not be disappointed. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Uplift Lifestyle Podcast. I am so grateful to share this time with you and support you in expanding 
both your mind, your body, your emotional awareness, and continuing to see you live your best life. For more information on Uplift Lifestyle and your host, Haley Bowler Cook, head to uplift underscore lifestyle on Instagram. Shoot me a message if you want to work one-on-one with me or if you look forward to collabing. I'm excited to hear from you. Until next time, we love you.